Yeah, good time. Yeah, I had a blast, and it was everything we thought it would be and more. Um, just wish we would have cashed the ticket. But that lead, leading up to it was great. Yeah. The whole entire day was fantastic. And then uh, for me, obviously for me, big letdown for me in the uh, in the derby itself. But, you know, we move on. Yeah, it feels like the start of fantasy football season to me or get all hyped over the mock drafting and the actual drafting. And then you get to week one and you're like, eh, all right. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah, that's kind of where all we're right, at. Fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think week. there's just a lot of things from that derby that, you know, we, we, we provide a lot of information information on our uh, on our last podcast. And there were things that we hit specifically, obviously, Medina Spirit. You, you stats and, and the kid, you two were both predominantly saying that uh, you were keeping the eight in your mix. And I, I honestly didn't see the eight being able to go the distance. I was more worried concerned on the distance. Not that, not that he wouldn't uh, get the, get to the front. That wasn't a big concern. Mandaloon, I totally threw out again a second time, like I did previous. And right, that right there is an exacto that I was never going to hit. That was just, it was just not in the cards. Yeah. And I, I looked at the race and obviously we watched it over and obviously watched it live, but you know, Joey, you and I were on Medina Spirit, and I, I thought that Medina Spirit ran the exact race that we thought we were we were going to see out of um, Johnny V. You know, he's going to get the horse to the front, he's going to push the fractions, try to steal the race a little bit, and I was hoping that I would see known agenda somewhere in the mix. Obviously, that wasn't the case. I was very high on known agenda, the Todd Pletcher, Irad connection. Um, very seldom does it let you down like it did on Derby Day, but... Um, I'm not mad at the race, and I don't know about you guys, but you know, throwing out Mandaloon after that last race that we saw Mandaloon actually run, it was how how can you handicap that horse to come in second? You know, what do you think, Joey? Where were you at in that? Um, I think a lot of stuff we talked about ran through, ran through. You know, just you and I, we talked about the eight getting to the front right away, and I thought the fifth, the fifteen Rocket World Challenge and Rocket World. You know, like we talked about, got kicked to the face and just. You know, didn't want to play anymore. I mean, the 15 horse finished third to last, let him retired. But you know, I think we were we were on top of uh, Medina Spirit. We were on top of Hot Rod Charlie and Essential Quality. Um, I think we made the call on um, Basis making making a charge against Ray Training a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but man, I didn't have to handle him anywhere. Yeah, so it was exciting. It was exciting to watch. It was fun. The build up's always always good. It's always cool to see a 20 horse deal. Nineteen in this case, but yeah. yeah, it's always a good time. It's always fun throughout the year. I, uh, I would say, I would say, stats that the the one thing we we definitely identified in this race is that you had to get out, and that was pretty obvious. Your top four, your superfecta, the eight, the seven, the nine, the fourteen, Medina Spirit, Mandaloon, Hot Rod Charlie, and Essential Quality, 
all four of them broke in the top six and had clear maybe one or two path. They weren't uh, four or five wide uh, out of the break. And, and that was really key. And I watched that that start probably a dozen times. And I did. I know the kid was really disappointed with Known Agenda. Known Agenda really didn't break that bad. And he hustled up fairly close. I mean, he was only like six lengths off, but he got slammed in. He needed to go a little quicker. Just, that's not what Known Agenda really does. He's not He's not really wanted to get in the, into the game early. And, uh, and that definitely cost him because he went from about six lengths out of it to, I mean, I think on the first call, where was he? 16th, 17th, something like that. Yep. Yeah, yeah seven, he was seventeen. He's sitting way back. I yeah, mean, not even in it at that point. But the ground he made up from that race was was pretty impressive, right? Thirteenth at the uh, at the three quarters, fifteenth at the mile, and then twelfth at the top of the stretch. Yeah, I don't think he passed tired horses. I think he was actually moving pretty well. It's just too little, too late. Once the eight and the seven, the nine got out there. Once the fifteen didn't fire, the seventeen decided not to go. The fourteen decided not to go. Uh, essential quality. You know, when horses don't go where you think they're going to go or where they're going to break or they just don't break, it changes the the whole complex of the race. But the speed was definitely in the middle with the the eight, seven and nine because they got out and, and they were there at the end. Yeah. And I I just uh, we handicapped it to the way we thought it was going to race. It just didn't play out the way I envisioned it at the beginning. Yeah. You know, I thought it was going to be four or five horses at the front. Absolutely. All, yeah. all push the pace, all push the fraction so that it would give an easy trip for a known agenda or, you know, somebody to come off the pace, but it just didn't play out that way. Yeah. But, you know, just as good as, you know, winning the Derby and actually cashing a ticket, <laughs> I just want to go out on the, on a limb and say, um, the 17 didn't hit the board. Yeah, big surprise. Um, and that 14, that was, you know, you couldn't throw out any of your tickets. He also didn't hit the board. He hit fourth. So, um, that was almost as sweet as, Sweet as money there, you know. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this that uh, pre pre race on that 17. With actually the day before on Friday they were talking to Chad Brown. He said on Friday and Saturday they didn't want to go two turns <laughs> outside wide. So the one thing that they were gonna do was get to the rail at some point, and they went immediately to the rail instead of going trying to fight for the front. And uh, he got to the rail. That that really wasn't the issue for highly motivated. He got to the rail uh, in the ninth position. Moved up to fifth and then just never made a move from there. And that's just the way the whole race went. And, and like I said, the speed, the times weren't anything. Stats, I know we talked about that specifically. 23 and, and 23 and then 46, 70, 111, 21, 135, 98, and 201.02 at the finish. The split times were 23, 61, 24, 51, 24, 77, and 2504. I mean, there isn't it, the only quarter that had any kind of a decent time fractional wise. Was was the break, and that's exactly what we said. So to not have the the seventeen and the fifteen and soup and sandwich, who I thought and helium helium actually broke. Joe, you talked about helium. I mean, these are horses that broke well, and then everybody just got off the pace and let this eight do what he wants. You know what I mean, stats? I mean, I don't know how you saw it. Yeah, you know, we're looking looking at it now. I mean, obviously, um, I would have lost every dollar that I. I've made on Dogecoin this week saying that uh, <laughs> if, if, if somebody would have said Brooklyn Strong is going to finish ahead of Rock Your World and Soup and Sandwich and they're going to three of them be in the bottom five, yeah. I would have lost every dollar I had. Every <laughs> single dollar. Yeah, I'd have taken that bet. I don't know how you could not. Yeah, sure. Sure, you're, you're Rock Your World and Soup and Sandwich. Yeah, they're going to be in the bottom three. Sure. Brooklyn <laughs> yeah. Strong is going to be ahead of them. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all the money. 
<laughs> yeah. So, some horses actually performed, I guess, to the level you expected them to. A lot underperformed. And listen, it, a race is a race. Baffert and Velasquez, if you haven't respected that combination in any major graded stakes race or the Kentucky Derby, you're going to lose out. I lost out on that, uh, not, not going with that connection. And I knew the horse was fast. But I will tell you this. I, I don't like merry-go-round races. That's typically what this was. I think Medina, as Medina Spirit, Mandaloon got two of the best trips, broke to the front, never had any difficulties, kept the pace at their own, and it just finished that way. So I don't like just one, two, three, four all the way around. That's what you got in this. Very little movement from anywhere in the mid-pack. So it was almost it was almost like the 14 and the 17 just had really bad luck that race. You yeah, know. they kind of did. It's not like, not that I'm superstitious <laughs> or anything, but it was just seemed like really bad luck. And I don't see why. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't know. see why. I mean, it was almost like it was like 60 years since one of them has won, and then maybe one of them is maybe never. Like it seemed like nobody ever won out of that one position. So I, you know, I don't know. I'm weird. just I'm just gonna take it today because I talked a lot of shit about both of them. So <laughs> that's fine by me. I do want to say though too with Mandaloon, the only thing that I, after thinking about it and after watching the race, the one thing that Brad Cox does is he always throws Florentiru on his better horses. Yeah, and obviously everybody was keeping their eyes in a different direction. Nobody really gave Mandaloon like we did. We kind of wrote it off um, altogether. But you know, I think that was part of a maybe that was a telltale sign that maybe Mandaloon was prepped and ready for the race, and we just yeah. Yeah. that last race was a fluke. So you know, bad on me on that one because I didn't really put two and two together. But maybe that's I mean, people I were willing to throw draw a line through that last race. It is. I just wasn't. Yeah, I just I mean, wasn't convinced. So the odds reflected that. I mean, people saw what we saw too. I mean, oh yeah, twenty eight sure. to one. You know, so I mean, I, what can you do? You Absolutely. Know, but that was just one thing I wanted to throw out there. Is you know that connection is strong, and he does throw Florent on his better horses. So yeah, and it, it, listen, I, I think Brad was really disappointed because he had the favorite, and he said to don't count Mandaloon out. And I know that's maybe just a trainer talking up his horse, but he actually proved him proved himself right. Did what he did his best. Yeah, yeah, that was. Also, that was also too, we had uh, we had a couple of uh, followers on our Facebook page actually call up Mandaloon, um, so I had to talk to them. We had, we had one guy put them, you know, straight across the board. Yeah, nice job to some of that. You know, what's been so fun for me is with the survey is um, in terms of the podcast. You know, we do this for fun. We do it because we enjoy each other and enjoy what we're talking about. But to see, you know, all time records for us in terms of page visits and downloads and um you know that's that's part of the game that i didn't really expect to see happen and you know i just appreciate everyone taking time out to throw in their throw in their picks on our facebook page over the weekend we had a lot of fun with that yeah that, that was uh that was really fun getting, getting some time seeing some people's picks their angles what they were going with and i think everyone's excited about yeah. the derby so it's, it's good to have that social media kind of angle to be able to uh, communicate with everybody, all, all the listeners, which we appreciate and support. So Yeah, I really like the interaction on the Facebook page and all the yeah. likes and the follows and all the listens. It was all around. It was everything that I wanted the Derby to be, except for I didn't catch a ticket, but I'm glad other people did. That's the whole reason we do what we do right, right there. It's just that interaction with all the other, you know, horse racing lovers out there that are, that are watching the races just like us. So passionate about it. Maybe the Maybe that's for you guys. I get the excuse to wear my Elton John shirt, <laughs> my super loud sequin shirt, and my hat, and nobody judges me. I just get to enjoy the day and get yeah. to be loud and have a good time. And uh, man, now we got to wait, you know, another three hundred days, three hundred and sixty days to do it again. Yeah, plenty of more races to go, though. Plenty, plenty more. We got Preakness coming up here in two weeks. I don't really know how the card 
you know, not the card, but the actual race looks up right now. I know we had a couple scratches here with, uh, you know, Brad basically saying that he's not going to run his horses. So um, he's going to hold off and, and look elsewhere. So it's not shaping up to be a big field. Maybe 10. I don't Could know. set up for a triple crown winner, though, potentially. Give some more excitement to the Belmont. Yeah. You know, yeah. if the field is as what is what we think it's going to be on this this short race, because the Preakness is what? What are we going on the Preakness? It's next week. No, no, lengthwise, you know. Um, oh, it's mile, distance. Mile yeah, it's short, oh, okay. shorter distance. Yeah. So we're going, you know, we're going a little bit uh, yeah. faster yeah. pace. You maybe see Medina Spirit go out to the front again. Who's going to go? Now Concert Tour is in there, so that's interesting. Yeah, Baffert's but, got his other one. Do you think Baffert actually is going to contest up there? No, you know damn Medina well. Spirit. <laughs> you yeah. know if Concert Tour is up there, and so is Medina oh, Spirit. Man. One of them's winning, and one of them's going to pull back a little bit. You know damn right. How'd you like to be the owner? How'd you like to be the owner on the I guess the integrity is there. You have to run the race, and if you lose, you lose. But you You know, to run your race, right? Yeah, you can't just say, "Hey, we're we're running for second. I guess, yeah, that's not going to happen. But you know, if that's the way it breaks down, it's going to go through everybody's. Well, you're going to see the same race you saw in the Derby, and you're going to see just try to go wire to wire, and that's that's going to have to be the in a smaller field too. He might have the option to do it, but someone's going to go. Somebody's going to have someone's going to go to push it. I mean, you saw what happened when there wasn't really anybody pushing the pace, so. Yep. We'll see who uh, who decides to want to go to the front, but listen, one of these one of these off horses that never run the Derby, and it always seems to be like the one that wins the race at Pimlico for the win and you're in kind of race. That one usually goes out there has nothing to lose, and I don't doesn't I wouldn't say wins a lot of the time or even any of the time, but I know it's always in the exotic, so that maybe that's something to to kind of look for an angle for come Preakness time. But we got another week for that. Yep. So I'll, I'll ask you I'll ask you guys this. You know, we talked about how the odds have changed or how things have changed with different horses in different post positions. I wonder how different this derby is if uh, concert tours in, in good form and if Charlatan doesn't get kicked out. Who, who, else, who, you know, who else got hurt? Was, was Charlatan the only one? If life is good is in this Char- race. Oh, life Char- is good, yeah, life for sure. Good. Charl- Charlatan yeah. was last year. Yeah, life yeah. Was if life is good is in this race, I mean. That would have been an awesome. Forget about it. Yeah, I don't. Forget about it. There's, there's just no way. The way the that horse that horse beat Medina Spirit yeah. easily twice, so I mean, and I mean handily too. Yeah, it wasn't I mean, like it was any geared crazy, geared down at know? the end of the race, right? Not even. I'm telling you that horse was authentic 2.0. I, I you know I thoroughly agree on that. It was just like you know it's, it was another horse that was in great form that that could get out to the front and have all yep. the race at once, run it any way it wanted to. Um, that was my future. You know? but, uh, I didn't see anybody coming even close so and honestly he would have been the odds on favorite. i don't care what anybody said that horse would have been the odds on favorite absolutely the derby, the derby day yeah i mean he probably would have had to run one more prep and uh you know yeah, outside right. of santa anita unless he probably ran the santa anita derby he i guess ran the santa anita derby he yep. probably would have wins won. the santa anita derby comes in yep. just like undefeated like essential mm-hmm. quality probably de- definite shock to talk about yep definite shock and i think would have made all the difference because that that horse does break and he it breaks go. well gets out to the front and he just, just moves rides. Just moves. Yeah, I mean, have even, we heard any news? Have we heard any news? Is, is, are we going to see that horse race again or not? Yeah, you should. I, I would expect uh, probably more late summer. I think they said Breeders' Cup time is what they were yeah. aiming for a return. They're going to get him a prep before that somewhere in August or September. If I don't know. I think the last article I read got to be September. That was, I, I mean, the last time we broke it down, it was on our first or second pod. Yeah. Um, it was. They went. They were. They were planning the surgery. And if all goes well, which is a pretty common surgery, I guess that they have, they are pre, um, they were looking towards Breeders' Cup weekend as the potential return for a yeah 
for a big race. So I'm sure there'll probably be, like you said, maybe a prep in between, but yeah, I um, mean, if I'm thinking depending on his healing time and how how the surgery went, how the horses, you know, be sound and all, maybe he does get out in September, October. I I don't think he wants to push anything prior to that's probably the latest they'll go is like five weeks prior to uh, breeders cup weekend. Yeah. Which brings up the interesting fact about the, uh, the crop roll. Yeah. I mean, which I I don't even know. I, I, that's something I also want to look up too. Is to yeah. see, you know, right now, if anybody's been paying attention to California racing, they have the crop rule where you can't hit them more than three times, and it can't be an overhand whip. It has to be like an underhand, underhand. from the side. Um, very, very odd rule. But you're starting to see this come across pretty much all of racing, which I think is damaging the, you know, damaging the sport a little bit. Yeah. I mean, at least they didn't go the route of you know, like New Jersey racing where they're taking basically the crop away from the rider and all means, right. you know? So, and the fines are, they're, they're taking like half the, yeah. Take half your burnings. Purse, yeah. The purse for or the suspension, for the you know, if you continue to do both. It. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're serious about it. Obviously Kentucky's talking about implementing yeah, it. Jersey's yeah. already got it. California's already got it. Um, this could be, you know, just industry wide, uh, state for state, and I, I really don't know specifics on it yet. But I mean, it's. I just think this is gonna. I mean, I know we're getting off on a little bit of a tangent, kind of going a little off par. But I mean, I think this is important for people to to really realize that you know a lot of these jockeys, what they're saying is that the whip isn't just there to gear down the horse and go. Yeah. It's also there. It's also there as like a protection tool to get these horses to go where they need them to go to ensure the safety of the horse and the jockey and the jockey. Right. You know, there's been plenty of cases where they break out of the gate and they get wild up and they try to bolt left or bolt right. And the jockey has to use the whip to get them into the lane that they want them, get them back on track, get their head straight. Yeah. You know, I mean, it could be catastrophic injuries if a horse goes right to the rail and runs over the rail and then flips a horse or something, the jockey falls off. It could be devastating. Yeah. You know, so there's situations yeah. where you need the whip to do what you need to do to get the horse ready. Yeah. yeah so you sure can't, you can't find stuff, somebody right? for playing the safest route on what they're trying to do for the fellow jockeys and competitors right. and horses on the track. I, and I see it both ways though, too. I mean, I see it from the the industry standpoint where they're sure. thinking, okay, some of these guys are whipping the horse to no, you know, no avail, just hitting it as many times as they can, trying to get this win yeah. coming in second, not really doing much for the horse, and but you know what? hurting the horse. I, I'm just going to piggyback off, off that because I think it's trainers and owners that need to be policing that. If, if someone's coming down the lane and they don't have any horse left at all and it's noticeable and whipping is not going to do anything whip the horse doesn't respond to whipping when it's already right at, at that tail end of it's it's it it's yeah. already starting to flatten out whipping does absolutely nothing so i think that's a trainer and an owner's job to be like this guy's never riding my right. horse again you're never going to get this mount again because that should be policed I, I believe that way when the industry takes control over it and now now we're getting into these discussions right. about now safety of the jockeys so well and i also think too you're seeing this at maybe smaller tracks or you're seeing them with maybe younger jockeys that aren't experienced i mean you're not seeing irad go down the stretch yeah i've seen it many times where irad knows the horse is done yeah and he just ride hand rides it out those I've are the times you're yell- yes those are the times you're yelling at the tv like <laughs> yeah. why isn't he whipping them because but that's because done. the horse is done and right. the jockey knows you know so these experienced guys aren't making the infractions they're not doing that right but the guys that are younger that maybe aren't you know, maybe are, are a little bit more hungry trying to make a name for themselves or maybe hitting them a little bit more, maybe getting a little bit out of hand with it. But Again. I just think, I think as a whole, they think, I think they really need to take a step back and look at everything and figure out what's going to be for the betterment of the sport, but also keep the jockeys and the trainers and the horses and everybody in mind, not just 
we're going to eliminate first. it. You know, yeah. it doesn't make any sense to me. So stats, where do we go with this now with the, the Breeders' Cup being in, in Del Mar this year? So everyone's going to California. If this crop rules in effect, where do you, where do you see this going during, during Breeders' Cup? Well, seeing it'll be in California. Yeah, <laughs> are we gonna have are we gonna have like uh, protests outside of it? Are we gonna get <laughs> into that extreme? Like, Could you be. know, it's I I totally understand the point of uh, let's not abuse the animals, but let's 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 be realistic. The sort that these horses are running in, they're treated better than I I get treated. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, it's uh, yeah the care that know, goes into it. And, it's just, you know, I, I totally understand. I respect people's opinions and stuff, but this isn't a back alley circuit. You know, it's not yeah. it's not horses run, being run down an alley on a dirt road that are getting shot at the loop. Right. Yeah, these aren't these are cockfights at like, two in the morning. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tamale! Tamale! <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting to see how it play out. I know there was some noise this week in Kentucky about it already, too, and yeah, we'll just we'll just see how it plays out. I, I, there's not a, there's not anything we're going to be able to do about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we just we just move on and start my own know, petition. Maybe we could it. Uh, <laughs> maybe we could we could ask one of the jockeys to you know maybe test a pool noodle. You know, one of those foam <laughs> or use the goggles. Yeah. Or, uh, or, yeah. Maybe they has to get a form. We'll Maybe they'll all have to have a form, and that's what they hit the horses with. <laughs> right. <laughs> like the form that you use when you're beating your, your leg down the stretch, <laughs> trying to urge your horse home. Yeah, that's, what kind of, that's what it seems like it's coming to. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's goofy, but we'll. I guess, yeah, like you said, we'll see how it But just no up. crop. You just got to throw the reins, urge the horse. That's it. Yeah, I mean, yeah no crop, and then it's the next rule. Yeah. Well, you, you see, New Jersey's already losing people. What's that, Sats? So you really want to make that take away the crop, take away the saddle, take away the pit, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, just bareback <laughs> riding and take off. Sure. They sure. just let them, let them ride like uh, dog races at uh, yeah. <laughs> Tri-State. Slide them go. up over the gate and let them go. <laughs> see which one wins. Well, we'll see what happens here. It's uh, yeah, it's another conversation. We'll see what they're going to do in California there. Story. During the Yeah, I really want to know what's going to happen during the Breeders' Cup since it's in California, where that crop rule lies. Yeah. Um, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Are you ready to, ready to handicap some life. races? I was gonna say I, I hate seeing and closing the the book in the chapter on Kentucky Derby because we won't see it for three hundred and sixty days. But uh, we have more races. We got Belmont. We got five rated stakes races coming up Saturday at Belmont. We're gonna start with the fourth race. Do you know? Yeah, it's a, it's a good card. Fourth race is a six furlongs. It's the Run Happy Grade Three. Uh, it's one hundred fifty thousand dollar purse for four year olds and upwards. This is a all these races are non Lasix races. Mm-hmm. So key to key to note when you're handicapping this weekend, make sure you're looking at horses that have run off of Lasix before. It's probably a nice little key angle that you might want to look for. Make sure they're successful when they're off that that Lasix medicine, which helps them with their breathing and not bleeding. So, which I think is. It's fantastic when they added Lasix to an approved drug for horses. Um, so, but no Lasix on any of these races here. So, uh, we're starting out this fourth race. I'm gonna I'm gonna let the kid go ahead and run this one through. Yeah, terrific day of racing coming up here on Saturday. Um, I'm gonna be glued to the TV all weekend, and this fourth race kicks it off. And I'm, I'm I was steering towards a couple different horses. I, I like uh, I like the field here. I mean, it's hard to throw out any horse, but. The one I landed on was uh, the three Chateau. 
with Kendrick Carmouche aboard. It's a, it's, it's a horse that's in really good form. His last four races, um, he finished fourth and then first, first and second. Uh, so he's trending in the right direction. He had kind of a, a rough trip, I guess you could say in the last one, but lost to mischievous, mischievous Alex in the last race, which is a nice horse as well. Um, he just weakened at the stretch. I just think maybe just wasn't his race, but it was a grade one. So really tough. But like I said, the speed ratings, he was at a hundred in his last race and he ended up coming in fourth. If he runs that same exact race, I think he's going to be very difficult to beat in this field. But um, the race before that, a 103 speed rating, a 105, which is incredible uh, speed rating on that one, and then a 92 prior to that. But that was on an off track. So, I mean, I think this is going to be Kendrick's race. I think it's his race to lose. Um, but, I mean, it's a tough field all around. So I'd, there's a couple players in here that I could see stealing the race. Uh, where'd you go with this one? I went with uh, really leaning towards Forensic Fire and uh it's not really not much to not like about Forensic Fire. You're getting Irad for uh, for Kelly Breen, the trainer. Irad's getting the reins. Uh, it's first time out this year. This is nothing typical. Typically, uh, if you look at last year, he ran in uh, February in a grade three. So waited, had the, the couple-month layoff. Came out fresh with a 101 and, and won a, a grade three race uh, at Laurel. So the horse likes Belmont, really, eight times out, five wins. And uh, one second, pretty good form where he's been. I could throw out the one race where he ran in slop in the forego, which he just did not respond to at Saratoga that day. But at Belmont, when he when he took the grade two and then coming back in the Breeders' Cup sprint, grade one, three, uh, third by three and a half lengths. And then the Mr. Prospector, grade three at Gulfstream Park on December 19th, the last race he run. The other thing I like, too, is that those last two races, second and third, those are horses, uh, competing against horses of 12 field, a uh, 12 horse field and a 14 horse field. So the horse doesn't uh, break all that well. He can come off. He's very tactical. And I think he's going to have the uh, the opening jump. And I think he's going to come out and, and actually with Iran, I think they're going to go ahead and stay a little closer to the front, uh, but going to be coming home charging. So that's kind of where I'm at. But I, I, I'm not saying I didn't like uh, the one you liked at the Chateau, but I'm going to go Forensic Fire. Uh, that's my guy. Stats, what do you got? Well, I mean, five horse field. I, I like some of these. You know, we've been we've been stuck on the three year old um, prep races now for four months, so it's always fun to open it up. You know, it's four years old and older, and you look at how many horses and what they've done. You know, they hold a cow at two town classic. I mean, he's eight. <laughs> <laughs> forty nine starts. The he's old man of the Forty nine times he he's hit the board thirty five of those forty nine times. You know, so it's. It's kind of cool to see some of the historic stuff. Um, I'm right. I'm right with you guys. I mean, I, I don't see much of a price in here, but it's, it's going to be the three four or the four three. I think, I think the one. You know, Rosario on hasn't really been firing hard, but again, 28 starts hits the board 19 to 28 times, made a half mil on there. But the four horse, 31 starts, pocketed 2.2 million dollars in, in the time it's been racing. The three and the four, the youngest horses, they're both six year old. Um, so that's that's what I see. Three and four on top. Not yeah, much to make money on them. Yeah, and if I played the super, I think I'd just go one, two, three, four in this race. I mean, um, all four great jockeys on them too, and it's going to be hard to beat anyone. I, mean, I think it's it's a really toss up race. I mean, um, two two's a little cheap. He's just a little out class against the against this field. But I'd say yeah on that. But, but like great form. Yeah, great form. And Safi Joseph. Is, and they said it today, and I, yeah. I I really keyed in on this, is he's been really selective 
with the horses that he's racing and what races he's putting these horses in. Um, he, he really is doing a great job and he's having a great year at Gulfstream as well as pretty much all over. You're seeing that name a lot more frequently. So, and, and Jose is riding unbelievable. He had three wins today. I mean, he rides unbelievable. So, I mean, when it comes to New York racing, it's hard to throw Jose out of anything. I mean, I, I almost want to key him on top in every race just because that's how dominant he gets to be sometimes. But, um, I think the Jose Safi Joseph might be something to keep an eye on. If you don't want him to win, you definitely got to throw him in. I I think you're going to get a price. So that's good. Uh, the one thing I do like is that he's going shorten it up. It's only going six furlongs on the dirt. He's been running six and a half and seven. And in all honesty, he he probably is going to be a little closer. I would expect Town Classic to be a little closer near the front and try to stick with Chateau. And uh, Chateau's, you know, shown that uh, in the last race, at least that the three has kind of faded back a little bit towards the end. But again, six furlongs, someone's going to have to go with the three, and why Why can't it be the two with Jose? <laughs> and I mean, it's. I just looked, and I just saw that it's a five-horse field. So I pretty much like everybody in this field. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I like everybody. Um, so the... Uh, if I'm going to bet he tries, it'll be the two that I'm going to throw in there, too. It's, uh, you, you hit it on the head, Jeff, with, with, with a little savvy. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. he, took, he took his horse on in, what, July of last year? Yep. And since then, they've run together one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times. They've missed the board once. Yeah. 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 Granted, there's only, you know, there's not any face races in there, but that will be. It's all about the horse and what... But, what what way he's going to ride it, you know? Yeah, I like I like that try call though. I like the try call, like a four three four with three with the two why'd you, one. Why'd you throw the four on top? Because I like frenzy fire to oh, beat shit. Okay, fine. Three with the four two. Okay, one all all <laughs> the all button. Let's go with the extra <laughs> horse. <why not? laughs> yeah, use that all button. Let's uh, let's change gears. Let's go to a bigger field. Let's go to the six. It's a much bigger field. Yeah. yeah. You'd think it should be, right? So, mile on the 16th on the inner turf. Uh, this is the uh, Bouguet, the grade three stakes. It's a $150,000 for inner turf for fillies and mares, four-year-olds and upwards, also a non-Lasix race. I'm going to go ahead and start things off on this one and go right where I think uh, my bread is buttered. I'm going to go right with Shug McGahee on the turf with Joel Rosario on the five civil union. Mm-hmm. This horse comes out of Warfront, out of Danzig, and out of a uh, unbridled song mare uh, photograph. Let me tell you right now, it's six years old, consistently in, in lightly raced at six years old, right? Nine, nine lifetime races, five wins, a second and a third. What I do like about this horse, this will be its first time out. Nice little workout that they did get it uh, uh, in May 2nd in Belmont. So they did get a, uh, a nice four full long work for 47 and four, which was one of 11 that day. I did like that. The horse is three for three at Belmont, has some kind of angle that it does like that uh, that track and that turf surface. And it's got some fantastic, uh, at Belmont, it's got some fantastic buyer figures, 104 and 100 last time out um, in the grade one. I, I just don't see the Rosario with Suge and Rosario and the way this horse, how strong it is, can go the distance. There's no issue there. Loves the turf, strictly turf horse. Um, I love the breeding. Three for three at Belmont. Give me the five, Civil Union. I, uh, I hit a wall with two horses here. I really don't know which one to pick. I'm still kind of up in the air, so I want to give an opportunity to Joey to pretty much make the decision for me. Joe, take the 17. <laughs> take the 17. <laughs> Joey, pick. <laughs> I know you've got a horse probably keyed Wait. up here that you like. Which one do you like the best? And I'll I, it'll make my Wait. decision easier. When in doubt, talk about. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know what we're talking about right here. 
Um, tops. Tops. No, I don't, I, I, hold on. So <laughs> I like to throw. I like to throw out the shippers. Perfect. So, yeah. Uh, Perfect. We're going. We're you going just helped the kid out. Harvey. Yes. Perfect. Harvey's low goil. Beautiful. Beautiful. Because I I was over all over the one and I'm all over the two and so now I'll cover the two because it's Irad and Chad Brown on a shipper that I mean when you get these horses that come overseas it's a lot easier for them to run on the turf no matter if it's softer it's usually a little bit softer overseas but. Um, you know, they come over here and if it's a little bit more giving, I really, really do like their odds. Um, they be, become a favorite to me, but this horse is, it's really proven. I mean, he's running grade threes, a grade two, uh, two grade twos, and he's won for the last five races. So the horse is in extremely good form. He won the last grade, uh, grade two, uh, two behind that. Um, he won the grade two, the, the kid boy estate stakes and, I just think it's a strong horse overall. I mean, there's not a lot to go off of on the form because it is a shipper, but Chad Brown always gets his horses ready. He always gets them primed up when he knows that they're going to go on these longer stakes races. So um, you're getting somebody to come over here. I think uh, Chad Brown, I read, wrap this one up. Oh, so you actually, I said go with the one, so you took the two. Yep, exactly. Those are the two I couldn't, uh, I just couldn't figure it out. <laughs> Looks like you get the one, I Joey. Like it. So the one, you know, I'll say the sneaky, sneaky uh, slide in. I think the four may hit sport. The four? Ooh, sneaky money. But no, to me, the horse is the one. <laughs> got American okay. Carol blood in his face. Yep. Let's go. That's what I was Let's looking go. at. Let's go. We too. got Martin Alvarado. Yeah. I mean, it, it goes everything against my uh, dirt, turf, dirt, turf, <laughs> dirt, turf. But you know what? I mean, and it, it's been a long layoff, right, for the one. So it's. I think there's some risk there. Hasn't raced since November. Yeah. You know, but uh, last two times out, they're both great, great ones. Yep. Good showings in both. And, you know, we're shortening it back. He ran a mile in 316th the last race at uh, at the Breeders' Cup last year, but he's going back down to a mile in 18th and, or a mile in 16th. And I like him. I like the one. Yeah. That, and that was all over just for exactly what you said. That American Pharaoh, every time I see it, it just makes me want to bet everything on it it's so hard to, it's so hard but, to get away because it's such a great horse you know but but see no right i mean the, the bloodline really hasn't produced much has it uh if, i i've noticed as of late there's been a, a few more not I, I mean not as good as i think as maybe the expectations were originally but listen not every uh horse that goes out there and hits the breeding shed starts producing top winners right away sometimes it takes you know that that first stretch of of yearlings isn't always the best and sometimes it's the second it's not. There's a lot that goes into it, obviously, and a lot of process. But you know, tappets are a great, uh, a great example of okay at two, all right at three, better at four, great at five. I mean, they get better as they get older. So uh, I think the I think it's still kind of early to say, but I am I'm seeing a little more uh, activity with. It's American funny too Pharaoh. that you say that too, because obviously the sire is out of American Pharaoh, and then yeah. Dam is actually out of Tappet. Right. So it's yeah. it's kind of a combination of the the two, you know. So I, yeah, they're kind of. I mean, give it another three more years, this horse probably be dominating, <laughs> right? But uh, no, I mean, it's a four year old. I, I think that's a g- good angle. Joey Stats, you did mention the four. I just want to say that the four is the only one that's been out without Lasix, and one time out this year on April 11th, uh, ran a mm-hmm. hundred thousand stakes race, ran a ninety four buyer rating at a mile on the turf at Aqueduct, came in second, just got caught uh, right at the sixteenth pole. But first time, regal glory. Yeah, Yeah. and first time without LASIK, so not not a bad run. Mm -mm. Uh, Everybody else, this will be first time without LASIK in quite some time. Uh, Except for the two, 
Except for the two, obviously, the ship are from Ireland. Yeah. So, so some interesting yeah, I mean, angles to go with. There's going to be a price here. I mean, I, I think it's outclassed based on the history of which race against, but it, it might try to go to the front right away. So I think there, there may be some sneaky, some sneaky price money on that floor. I think it's a nice uh, exotic angle, though. Something to look at. Let's, uh, let's go to the seventh. Uh, seventh is six every and horse, every, yeah. every, every race, every race adds one more horse. Yeah, we just keep <laughs> keep climbing as we go. <laughs> uh, seventh race is six and a half furlongs. This one's on the dirt. Uh, it's the uh, Vagrancy H Grade Three Stakes. It's one hundred fifty thousand handicap for fillies and mares, four year olds and upwards. Also on Lasix. Kid, go with your best shot. Yeah, um, I really, I'm really a big fan um, of Johnny V in this race. It's a six Pacific Gale. I think this horse. It's a classy horse. It's Johnny V. Obviously, he just won the Derby, so he's coming off an all-time high again. Um, but this horse is primed and ready to go. Johnny V has ridden the horse before, which I like to see as well. He's ridden it twice, uh, first and second. Actually, three times way back when he first uh, tried to break his maiden. But, you know, his last two races, he came in first. He had a 98 speed rating both times, both in a grade two and a grade three. So I really don't see a lot of things that, that are pushing me away from the horse other than, you know, he's coming off a 49 day layoff. You know, that's, that's a little bit tough. I don't know how the horse is going to really take to that, but you know, I'm willing to take a shot with Johnny Vienna on a stakes race anytime. So that's, that's where I landed on this one. The six Pacific Gale with Johnny V. Yeah, that's a, that's going to be a hard one to beat two times out this year, both off without Lasix, both one. Kind of showing exactly what you're looking for before this going into this race. I think that's exactly what you want to see. You know, there's a few horses that are moving up in class that I was considering, and I, I really had a hard time keying in on just one specific, uh, one specific horse. Six is definitely on my radar. I think he's much the best. I think he's probably going to do exactly what I think he's going to do and go out there and come off the pace. So I was trying to find if there was an angle possibly for someone to go wire to wire easy on the front. The two. And and the two's the only one that shows any speed <laughs> yeah. that can go. And Kendrick riding too. And Kendrick's on him, right? So I, Kendrick gets um, Kendrick like, gets back on him. I like the two. Do you like the two? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I like the two. Well, I'll tell you what. Then I'm going to go with my my other angle. I'll let you talk about the two their stats. But I think if I'm going to go to anything else here, I'm going to go to uh, a horse that moved up quite a bit uh, in last year. Had a really good uh, campaign for six year, as a six-year-old, and that's going to be on our way, the number five, uh, Jose Ortiz in the Irons. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the reason I like this horse specifically is that if you look at the last race, was a grade three distaff handicap that was at Aqueduct on April 2nd. For Good for a first time out. Ran his race like he normally does. I think that that day that uh, the, the dirt was actually, again, this was beginning of the April, I think it was still pretty, it's pretty deep in general. Uh, first time off Lasix ran fairly well, came in third by three quarters of a length. So still was moving quite well at seven furlongs over that track for the first time out this year. So you got a few more workouts since then that, uh, you know, will have to come into play. But I mean, I think that's the angle for me is that I'm going to go with hopefully trying to get a price as well that Jose can maybe like rally this one home. I had a big question mark on it. It's run at Belmont 10 times, four wins, four seconds, and a third. So the track shouldn't be the issue. Uh, the non-Lasix is a concern due to the fact he's only had one race off. And it wasn't bad. So maybe that was just the you know the one time around that they needed to get with this horse to uh, hopefully 
you know, win this next race. So I do like the five on our way. So Stats, you going with that too? Yeah, I think we're all we're all pretty close in this one again. I mean, I, I think it's the sixes horse, and the sixes um, race to lose in Pacific Gale. But yeah. the the two, I think, is the the front line speed up front. I think it can get up to the front. Um, it's lengthening out, you know, a half so long from where it's been the last couple of shakes. But you get on that car moves down there. It's New York bread going home for the uh, the race in New York. So I think there may be a little price here, and there there may be a shot to get to the front to do it. Yeah, yeah, he's the, he's the only one that I see that's going to push the pace, and Kendrick being the aggressive rider that he is, he's going to put him on front and try to steal it. I think so. I don't think anybody's going to go with him. No, I mean his last, and that's how the horse runs too. If you look at it, he breaks first, he sits first as long as he can, unless he gets outmatched, and that's pretty much his whole race. He's got to get pressed early, and if he's yep. not, he could just walk home. And the one I think that we uh, we're not really giving a lot of look to, which I I actually had as my like my second favorite, um, was the seven French Empire with Javier Castellano, Brad Cox Ooh. is the trainer. The horse is in great form. I mean, in terms of, I mean, granted he's running at Oakland park and yeah. maybe not the greatest, um, you know, races. It's not like he's the classiest horse there, but he's won for the last five races that he's run. And it's not like he's winning by, you know, a nose or a head bob. He's winning by a yeah. length and a quarter, three and a half, three and a half, two and a half. This horse is running and he's running well. So I think this one, that's a sneaky one, and Javier is no slouch. He's going to do what he needs to do to win a race, too, and I just don't think this horse is getting enough respect either. So I I like the six. That's my favorite, but if I had to throw a horse in there, I'm, I'm going with the seven French Empire as well. I, I just don't see the seven. Yeah, has he won four in a row? Yeah, he's 80,000 non-winners, 40,000, 50,000. 110,000 stakes for uh, not even non stakes race allowance race. I don't, he's got the second highest speed rating. I don't, out of I don't any of the horses. Yeah. 100, we posted 101 in his last yeah, race. Yeah, at Oakland, at Oakland Park and Turfway, at Turfway Park. Turfway's got that, that different synthetic kind of combination. Well, throw turf Turfway turf. out there. Turfway sucks. I but hate that, turf. That's two of the four races that he's got there. Uh, okay, fine. But there's no three. Oh, yeah, because you know, three of the last races he ran at, oh, yeah, two, two of the last right, four that right. he's raced at. Stand corrected. Three this year, one at Turfway, yeah. two at Oakland. Um, I don't know, I off, don't the, off the pace, if anybody links up with, you know, maybe the seven and the two go out there, I don't know, maybe Johnny V plays something different. I don't know. I just saw this horse and I said, you know, how can you throw out a horse that's on a four win streak going for his fifth? Just you like know? that. I scratched him off on mine. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just have a hard time, you know, but oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. I have a hard time with uh, <laughs> not betting um, New York horses in New York for some reason. I guess I got sucked <laughs> into the into the New York Heights. A little bit, but uh, nothing wrong with that. Oh, yeah. Let's move on to race nine. We're going to go backwards and field again, back to six horses at this one. Yeah, so you know, now we're going back to the shorter field. The uh, the ninth race is a mile and an eighth. It's the Peter Pants grade three, 200,000 for three year olds, non LASIK. So, uh, I guess I mean, it's six horses. There's their three year olds. I would say that I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the horse that I was kind of pulling for in the Florida Derby a little bit because I needed the price. I'm gonna go at Nova Rags, you bastard. Yeah, yeah, baby, you yeah. bastard. And, and the reason I'm going back because I still hold a lot of credi- credibility in that Florida, uh, in the in the Florida Derby. I know that Nona Agenda didn't get the the jump he wanted or the race he wanted in the Derby, but Nova Rags gave a really good valiant effort and you know just kind of gave way to Soup and Sandwich and and uh, Nona Agenda late, but. It was a mile and an eighth, obviously, at Gulfstream Park. Uh, the horses obviously had a union rags. 
I do like the the breeding there. It's Bill Mott, it's Junior Alvarado. It's another good, solid combination. I like the two bullet workouts on April 24th and in May 1st. Getting this horse back to condition and coming into this race, I think they're, they, would, they wouldn't have brought him up to Belmont if this wasn't the angle of the spot that they wanted to go and thought he had a chance. And I think he's got one of the best chances. So I'm gonna, I think it's a little bit of a stretch, actually. I mean, I don't know where everybody else's angle is at or what the odds are going to be. You know, I know he's going to get some other just broke maiden horses, but I'm going with the two Nova regs. Yeah, I was going to go with the two Nova regs too, but now I'm going to go with a different horse. Um, I'm going to go with the four. I, I think Jose is, it's it's Jose, but you can't go against them. But the horse coming off a win at seven furlongs, what kind of throws me off is that Alvarado actually rode this horse last time. So obviously he knows where his bread is buttered. Yeah, um, It's going to be a tough race for, I think, anybody to really win this race other than um, Nova Rags. You know, I was going to lean towards risk-taking, but I saw the last race that risk-taking ran, and it was just kind of flat. So um, I think that was in the wood. And I would, I just wasn't sold on the, yeah, the Wood Memorial. So I wasn't sold on Irad in this race. Maybe he does take a step up, but um, I think Jose is going to give give a better ride. You know, the horses out of Ghost Zapper, which I like. You know, good breeding. Mm-hmm. He's got decent workouts. I'm not seeing anything on the workout report that's showing me that he can't. You know, run the distance. Um, you know, we'll see what happens, but I think uh, it's going to be the yeah. it's going to be a pretty big upset for the four to win. I think, but I think he's got it in him. Go with you, Joey. Yeah. yeah. So what's funny is we're all sharing the same brain here, um, but I still have four things to drop in on the rest of the field here. <laughs> Number one, we we have a uh, an undervalued Todd Butcher horse in Overtuck. Shocking. One, yeah. Which, eh, well, I'm, I'm sure I'll slide some late money in on that one. <laughs> um, you know, you talked about the six horse risk taking. Um, you know, didn't really show at the wood at all. It, you know, unfortunately, without class, I. Robotic and, and dynamic ones a little bit, um, but if if we could get your guy uh, Mr. Cancel to ride him again like you did at the winter, mm-hmm. maybe uh, maybe you can make a run for it. I have a hard time not betting on any horse that's named I am the Law because I enjoy the name. <laughs> uh, but I'll go, I'll go off the chart. The uh, the four I think is sneaky. It's a really non race horse. It's yeah, race one time as a three year old, um, and you got. Uh, I'm going to call Ortiz, too. That's kind of disrespectful. <laughs> well, he's right. Well, <laughs> Jose's right. <laughs> he's, 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 he's right. He's right. But I think the four could be sneaky. I think we might get a price on it. But I think the four is speed. Yeah, um, so do I. I thought that's a, that's kind of the angle I thought, for sure. You know, Joe, stats, go back to that six risk-taking. You could throw out that last race. Yeah. Just th- throw out the Wood Memorial. He bobbled at the start, never Don't got the break. Never got the break. Never, never got the break he needed. Like you know, I, I don't think he was. I think the bobbled start and the troubled start. You could throw that scratch that race out completely. That eighty six on that race. If you if you throw out that race, then you're talking, you know, the Withers, the Grade Three, where he beat the one, uh, in that race. Yeah. So and closed on him. Yeah, I mean, it, both of them are moving late, but I mean, they're both they're both they're both probably still going to be coming late on this. Uh, in this race because the speed is uh like you said is definitely going to be this it's going to be this the uh once it just broke the maiden possibly the four probably going to see a little early foot from you may possibly see it from the three with Saez on him trying to go out early nova rags is definitely going to be up close so you know don't i, I wouldn't discredit the six that much with irad and chad brown i'm just i'm just saying no i think the uh you know i think this is this is going to be a fun one i think i mean it's going to be a fun race 
for a six horse field. I think it's going to be a, a fun race to watch. I don't know if I'm spending too much money on it. But then, you know, <laughs> let's, go to, let's go to the grade one. Grade one, race in, night capper, bigger field. All right. This is the long one, too. It's the mile and three ace on the inner turf. It's the Man of War grade one per 700,000 on the inner turf for four-year-olds and upwards. Again, non-Lasix. Uh, I'm going to let the kids start this one off. I saw one horse in this race. <laughs> That's all I looked at. Well, okay, I looked at all of them. But there's only one horse that caught my eye the way this one did. Um, it's it's the one of my favorite connections in all of horse racing is Joel Rosario, Christoph Clement. And when these two link up on turf, it's always dangerous. I mean, like always dangerous. New York racing, when it comes down to the who's going to win the riding title, you're going to see these connections at the top of the leaderboard every time, along with the Todd Pletcher, Irat, the Chad Brown, Javier, whatever. This is a dangerous combination, especially on Gufo. Gufo, the eight, is where I'm landing. The horse is not... It's a proven horse. He's running grade ones. He's running a grade threes, $500,000 races. He's won. He's coming second. He came in third in his last race. Um, there's really not much that you can say. Obviously, the last race we were hoping, and everybody that probably bet on him, I know I bet on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were looking for a better race than what he ran. Everybody was. A little bit disappointing. But I'm telling you, when Joel gets aboard this horse, you're going to see good things going. He knows how to ride Kristoff's horses. He just knows how to how to mount them, how to give them the trip that they need. Um, and that's just, I don't see any other horse coming even close to this horse. The workouts are great. I yeah. love seeing, you know, a minute and five furlongs. I love seeing that. He's a top horse out of seven that ran that day. He ran another in 101. So he's he's got good form. There's no way anybody could talk me off this nine. I mean, this eight. It's it, I think it's game over from there, but I'd where are you guys going on this one? That that solid on him, huh? Solid. That, really? Okay. I got I got to say that I looked. This was one of the tougher races for me. Um, there was a couple options I wanted to go with when I started looking and digging down a little deeper. I kind of fell in love with the uh, the Denny special, <laughs> the the moon, moon over Miami, <laughs> the moon over Miami. It's Junior Alvarado. It's Bill Mott. This horse improved so much at the end of his three year old campaign. Just fantastically at the, at the end of last year. thought it ran really, really well. Uh, eight starts, two wins, but really started getting things going towards the uh, the, the late uh, winter meets. And then two times out this year, both at Gulfstream Park, 102 uh, buyer rating on the Pan American uh, grade two. Came in second, again, off the pace, closed, just like he did the race before at a mile and three and uh, uh, three-eighths. Came in third. Going to be motoring late, and I think... Uh, Again, you knew I talk about you know the trainer combination and jack combination. Wilmot's not new to this game; he's been doing it for quite some time. And this four-year-old out of Malibu, Mooma Junior Alvarado, is going to be coming really, really late. I do like the two races here. Last time out, uh, both without the Lasix, so it does show me some confidence to be able to go that that mile and three eighths um, without having to worry about uh, you know starting to back up due to some some of the breathing issues that Lasix helps prevent. So. I think uh, that's all I really needed for me to get the edge with the two. So I'm going to take that Denny special moon over Miami, <laughs> and I'm going I do like the eight, but uh, where'd you go with stats? Well, I mean, I, I, I like where you guys heads are at. I think uh, there's two things in here that I think are really interesting. And then the first one's less interesting. Another shipper that's going to be a Chad Brown Iraq combination, right? This is Chad Brown took us number one um, over not too long ago. Late last year, um, 
I think you some interesting pieces there. The, the combination of, of both two there, I think, is really interesting. It's the second time we're going to see that this week. Um, and then, so I, I like the one. I, I'm on the eight as well. Not, not to like the eight. Uh, I'm going to try to bet against it, and maybe even against the one. I'm going to try to slide in some late money to hit four out of its four. <laughs> mm. I like it. <laughs> I got a question mark on him. I like it. Yeah. I'm all over it. I, I got another shipper. I, you know, we got uh, the man of the division, Ryzen. <laughs> um, I think he's, he's yeah. Let's get a one shot. Says opening. Yeah, I might slide some uh, some bits of board money on that floor. <laughs> so high. Hey, I mean, you've well, got a high quality top jock on him, so why not? All right. So, so what we're saying here is that you go smoke some goofo, and then you get so high that you go to Denny's and get some moon over Miami. Sounds like a try, right? There. Sounds like a try. <laughs> you get all goofy, go- goofy on the on the wacky tobacco, get high, and then go eat some some moons over Miami. I like, I actually like that. I think that the the interesting thing on that four stats is that he does need the distance. So I'm really interested to see on how he finishes since he is kind of gaining some ground. Looks like he wants to go longer than a mile in the 16th. Looks like this distance is actually going to fit him well. And um, moving up in class, this is a great. It was a great race uh, to see really what he can prove. So you know, I've I've got a gripe with New York trainers right now. <laughs> Why? And you know, Eric, sign me up as your as your agent moving forward. I'm gonna. I, I think you deserve more more starts, more mounts in these. We we all these graded stakes races. Eric is on one, the last race. I think this is bullshit. I think he deserves a lot more race, uh, a lot more mounts than what he's getting. Yeah, Eric deserves a lot a lot more than what I've seen him getting as as of late. And, yeah, uh, I mean it's it, it, this tough. It's tough this time of year when you start jockeys to move around so much. It sucks. Though. I mean, I mean, it's like dude, they go from track to track. Right. They're going on the big races, yeah. and the stakes races, and and trainers want to go. They want to go. Yeah, they want to go. Statistic. I, I'm all for a trainer that sticks to his guns. We talked about some of the the changes that were made in the Derby on some rides that just seem kind of dirty, and <laughs> it's just a business. That's yeah. just the way it is. But Eric, you need more mounts. Yeah, better mounts sure. than what you're getting. Absolutely. I don't know about Eric, but. I could sure use a couple more miles. <laughs> yeah. <Sorry. laughs> she's here. She's, look, she's looking at me. He's piercing your soul with the glare. Judging, judging. <laughs> look at the baby. Look at the baby. Always judging. Look at the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, y'all, again this week, Jets. This is, uh, you know, Derby Hangover Week. It's, uh, you know, it's, again, it's like one of those, uh, you know, you go to the NCAA tournament, you see a, a huge double overtime game and the team comes off flat i, I just feel sapped of energy after derby yeah yeah I, but, just uh, just because it wasn't as, as playing out the way we originally had, had thought and uh you know whatever it is what it is we got to move on this game's going to give you plenty of opportunities to keep finding something to keep your interest it's it's you got to put it behind you found a couple today matter of fact yeah so did i actually <laughs> so it wasn't uh, it wasn't all it wasn't all lost so uh but you got to you got to move forward you know what i mean upwards and onwards i think is the saying Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Something like that. All right. Well, we got uh, we got Preakness. Preakness preview next week. Yeah, next week. Probably be covering the card at Pimlico. Definitely be covering the card at Pimlico oh, today. We're going. We're going to Pimlico. All right. We're going to Pimlico. I don't think I don't. I don't think we've been to Pimlico yet, have we? No. No. There's a reason, but no. <laughs> Maryland. All we do is crabs Maryland. and football. Crab cakes Crab and football. Crab cakes and football. Crab cakes. Crab <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right, nice guys. Job, Dino. Nice, nice job, kid. We got another week coming up. Follow us on Twitter over the weekend. We post some live picks, try to change track and get our money back. And if we have a rough day, we'll sure we'll bet dogs there tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, when in doubt, box it out. And uh, you know, don't listen to anything I tell you. Just like my kid. <laughs> Scratch the horse I like. <laughs> All right, baby. Uh, Making picks, right, cash, and ticks. Right, we'll see you next week. See ya. See ya.